to the Joy Revolution podcast, where we are going to have deep chats about motherhood that will give you the insights, perspective shifts, and actionable tools to find ease in your day-to-day life so that you can gain back the energy and vitality you're missing and use it to create space for more joy. I'm Elizabeth Wallace, and I am here not to make motherhood easy. It's not but I am here to help you create more ease in your day-to-day life so you can close the gap between trying to match your experience of motherhood to a picture that looks good on paper or on Instagram and an experience of being a mom where your daily life feels good to you on your insides. Let's dig in. All right, if I were to put you all in a room and ask you if you feel or have recently felt overwhelmed, I am guessing most, if not all of you, would raise your hands, like wave your hands. (laughs) There are so freaking many things on mom's plates. The amount of overwhelm itself is overwhelming. (laughs) That itself is a fundamental problem. And that's the equity side of the conversation. How do we, as a society, create more equity for women? And how do we, as individual women, create more equity in our households, all so that we avoid or no longer bump up against this feeling of overwhelm so freaking often? All right. I am not going to touch on that part of the conversation right now because, again, there are a lot of wonderful people talking about how to do that. One of my clients actually recently sent me a little Instagram reel by Brene Brown where she's talking about how she and her partner um, do this in their household. And it's interesting because you'll notice that I, in this podcast, and across, you know, the places where I am chatting with you all, use the word equity versus equality. And you'll hear Brene Brown in this little clip. I'll link it in the in the show notes. It is so worth a watch. It's super short. Um, but she dispels the myth that we can get equality in our partnerships. And I want to be clear that I am not looking for equality being like things being equal, but equity instead. Equity being fairness, okay? So I feel like I hadn't made that clear in previous episodes, so I'm making it clear now. When I talk about the fight for equity, I'm talking about the fight for fairness, not the fight for 50-50. Anywho, what I am going to focus on in this episode is the other side of the conversation, right? Where we are going to drill into creating ease using your internal resources. You are going to walk away from this episode with the tools to manage your thoughts and emotions and your bodily response around the overwhelm you're already experiencing. And I'm going to give you a few tips and tricks at the end for how to take action in a more effective way when you've got a lot on your plate. So what is really going on when you're experiencing overwhelm? There's kind of two sides of the coin here, right? There's the external side, 
right? Where at its core, overwhelm is a natural response from having externally too many things to focus on, right? And giving all of those things the same priority. So the external side of overwhelm is simply having too much to focus on or too much thrown at you all at once. It's the things on your to-do list, the things on your plate, your responsibilities, right? Then there's the internal side. And the internal side is your response from what is happening, right? Your internal response to there simply being too much. And that internal response has two components. And these are components that we are going to talk about over and over and over in different contexts. But to lay them out for you, it's the nervous system response that happens when there is too much, too fast, right? And the emotional response, right? The nervous system response and the emotional response. And they serve different purposes and they require different sets of tools in order to soothe them. And today we're going to focus on the tools to help you with both, right? Because we know that it is hard to do anything about the stuff that's actually on your plate when you're freaking the F out. So let's do that. Overwhelm shows up differently in each of us. But what is true is that it kicks up a stress response and a set of emotions in all of us. So I want to take a moment to look at how overwhelm shows up in you. I'm going to describe different types of responses that you might notice ring true for you. So as you listen, simply notice if any of these sound familiar. And if they do, that's actually great because then you'll know what to be on the lookout for as a symptom or a little signal that either overwhelm is coming or overwhelm is present. And remember, we can only change the things that we're aware of. So as you build this internal sense of awareness, the more you can shift and change, the more power you will have to actually change your state and feel better faster. So One of the ways that overwhelm can show up, right, in this activated nervous system state is in a fight response. And what this might look like is frantically doing, and I have doing in like frantic um, air quotes, doing to the point of exhaustion, rushing around, packing it all in, then collapsing on the couch or in your bed with nothing left for any other part of your life. It could also look like snapping at your people, right? yelling at your kids, snapping at your husband, kind of yelling at yourself, right? or getting pissed whenever anyone asks for one more thing from you. Right? It can also look like having really big reactions <laughs> to small things like snagging your clothes on the handle of a cabinet or spilling milk, right? Don't cry over spilled milk. Well, You might cry over spilled milk if you are in a state of freaking overwhelm. The next category is a flight response. So if you hit a state of overwhelm and your flight response is activated, you might just want to get in bed and not do any of it, right? Pull the covers up, watch Netflix, numb out, just not deal with it at all. 
You might also have the thought of driving away, like getting in your car and just going and not coming back. Those are examples of how a flight response might look or feel in your body as a reaction to overwhelm. And then there's the freeze response. And this looks like overthinking, but not actually doing. Planning and replanning, trying to figure it out in your brain. This is when your mind is spinning, but you're unable to actually move. Or you do start to check things off your list, but you feel totally disassociated, like you're watching a movie of yourself going through the motions, like you're kind of beheaded from the rest of your body. All right, so no matter... which of these responses you get, and you might get different ones at different times, the first step is to simply become aware that that's happening, right? So notice for yourself right now, which of these sound familiar? When was the last time that you experienced one of these symptoms? Simply giving you a moment to reflect, to acknowledge for yourself what your tendencies are. Not in a way of like, oh shit, I have that tendency, but like, oh, okay. I tend to like plan and ruminate and think and think and think, but not actually get started. Right? Or, mm, yes, it shows up for me when I start snapping at my people. All right. Now, no matter which of these responses is your tendency or the ones that you default to, the first step in soothing yourself and coming out of overwhelm is to calm your nervous system. You're going to hear me say this a zillion, million, Brazilian times, but this is always the first step. And because overwhelm often tends to have a high energy And if you've been ruminating in this energy for a while, you likely have an excess of stress energy, which can feel like buzziness or like little bees inside of you or feeling like you can't sit still, right? Or feeling like you are sitting still, but your your body's about to like combust. (laughs) So the first thing that you can do to help yourself move out of this state, state is to shake that shit out. Like literally just jump around and shake it out. Another option, if jumping and shaking doesn't appeal to you, (laughs) is to use your hands to pat your body on both sides, right? So you would take your right hand and tap down your left arm, down your chest, down your legs. Then use your left hand to tap your right arm down the right side of your chest and down your right leg. Yeah. I was like, wait, which part of the body am I talking about? (laughs) Yeah, your right leg. Right. And what these two things do is to release the excess stress energy that you are holding in your body. Right. From there, you can use nervous system soothing techniques that bring you back into regulation. And again, why this is important is because when you are in a dysregulated nervous system state, Your body biologically shuts down access to different parts of your brain. It shuts down access to the center of your brain that 
houses creativity and compassion, right? It is focused on survival. When you are activated, you are simply in survival mode, which means that if you're in overwhelm, you don't have access to creative solutions. And so what regulating your nervous system does beyond making you actually feel better in your body is it turns these parts of your brain back online. Right? So you can think of creative solutions to get shit done. Right? So I share a lot of nervous system regulating techniques on my Instagram, but I'm going to share one of them right here with you to try on with me today. Um, and that is jaw relaxation. So what I want you to do, I'm going to tell you why this works in a second, but what I want you to do is take your two hands to either sides of your face, unless you're driving them, please do not do that. You can do this at a different time and just start to massage both sides of your jaw, sort of where your jaw meets in that place where like when you start to massage it, it's like, oh my God, that feels so good. Like I didn't even know I was holding tension here or a knot here. Give that place where the top jaw, bottom jaw, meet a nice massage. And then begin to use your two hands to kind of sweep down your bottom jaw from right around your ear down until your fingers meet in the middle of your chin. Sweeping motions down your jaw, sort of kind of um, physically encouraging your jaw to relax downward. Now, as your jaw is relaxing more and more, imagine relaxing the back of your tongue as well. Just like this whole bottom half of your face can relax down more and more. And then right here, just starting to breathe a little bit bigger, a little bit deeper, both on your inhale and your exhale. Allowing the space that you have created by relaxing your jaw to create more space for your breath to come in and out. All right. Now, why this works is twofold. One, you create more space, more more room for you to breathe in. But the jaw relaxation itself helps to stimulate your vagus nerve. And that is that nerve that is a key component in turning on the switch of your rest and digest nervous system. The part of your nervous system that's like, oh, we're calm and safe, right? Not only that, but that massage also helps to stimulate your vagus nerve as well as, and here is the coolest fucking fact that I will ever offer you ever. Are you listening? Literally, like this is the coolest shit ever. Relaxing the back of your tongue sends less signals to the speech and language center in your brain, which then means you have less thoughts buzzing around in your brain. Amazing. I'm probably going to tell you that like 20 more times because I cannot get over it. It is just true. (laughs) So what you're doing when you relax your jaw, relax your and relax your tongue, 
is you are turning on your rest and digest nervous system and you are sending less stimulation to the part of your brain that creates all those buzzy thoughts. Fucking cool, right? Okay. So again, you can find lots more of that stuff on my Instagram. And when you work with me, you'll build a toolkit of practices that work for you in particular. But we're going to move on. After you have soothed your nervous system, we get to take a look at the emotion of overwhelm, right? Remember, these are the two internal components of overwhelm, your nervous system response and your emotional response. So we want to remember right now that the emotional response of overwhelm is a signal, right? It's a feelings flag or a sensation signal. It's telling you something. And in the case of overwhelm, it's telling you, whoa, this is simply too freaking much. We do not know where to focus. And your job in recognizing that and saying, oh, hey, there is emotion here. It is telling me something. Oh, it's telling me this is simply too much, is to respond to what that emotion is asking you for. In the case of overwhelm, very likely... But I'm not going to say this is always the case, but very, very likely what this emotion is asking you for is to slow down and simplify. Now, we're going to take this from a body approach and then we're going to talk about the brain with regard to this, like slowing down and simplifying. But something that you can do to get your body talking to your brain, sort of your body prompting your brain to slow down and to simplify is something like child's pose. I'm going to actually give you three practices that you can do to slow down and simplify. But the first is child's pose. So for those of you who have never done child's pose before, I want you to sit down on your shins. Right, so that the, your shins are flush to the ground. And then start begin to walk your hands forward. And you can widen your knees out to the side if that feels more accommodating toward for you. Right, walk your hands forward until your chest rests either on your thighs or between your thighs. And if you have a pillow or something that you want to prop underneath your chest or underneath your forehead to make this feel more comfortable, please go ahead and do so. And then just rest here. And you can rock your forehead side to side. So that's child's pose. The second practice that I'll offer you is the heel drop. So you can stand on up unless you're driving or actually not doing the practices and just listening to this and then you can just listen. In the heel drop, you'll stand up, you'll rise up onto the balls of your feet and then drop down onto your heels. Rise up and drop down into that grounded, full-footed position. You can do this a number of times. Each time you drop your heels, grounding yourself onto whatever surface you are standing on. The last practice is called the 54321, and it is a way to bring yourself into the present moment, right? Because often when we're overwhelmed, 
our brain is all the fuck over place. It's it's literally anywhere but right here, right now. <laughs> so you can use your five senses if a physical practice is not available or practical for you in the moment. You can use your five senses to ground, slow, and simplify. And the way to do that is to look for five things that you can see. To identify four things that you can hear. Three things you can touch in your immediate vicinity. Identify two things you can smell. And one thing you can taste. This is actually a really, really beautiful practice, not just for overwhelm, but anytime you're just feeling simply ungrounded and you're like, God, like I'm all over the place. I'm not, I'm not in the present moment. This is a really beautiful practice for that. All right. So those are some body up practices, meaning using your body to cue your brain to simplify and slow down. But I do actually want to talk about what happens inside your brain when you get overwhelmed. The first thing that your brain wants to do, and it's so unhelpful when you're overwhelmed, is to overcomplicate things. Mm, how helpful is that? <laughs> Not very. It's like your brain gets super high and like, like jazzed about this and it just, it just takes off. And so in order to move through overwhelm and get shit done, you actually have to do the opposite. And you can cue your brain to slow down and simplify by asking yourself questions like this. Where am I overcomplicating things? Very likely you are. (laughs) Where am I overcomplicating things? Another way to ask that question, which is one of my favorite questions, this is one of my favorite questions and is a favorite among clients is, How can I make this simple? How can I make this simple? And the third is, what is the next best thing that I can do? And I would recommend asking this question, right? What is the next best thing I can do after you have identified, like, where am I overcomplicating things? Like, kind of what can I, what can I get rid of? And then how can I make this simple? With things being simple, now what is the next best thing that I can do? This right here is the best place to take action from, where you have simplified down, stopped overcomplicating things, And ask yourself, what is the one next best step for me to take? Go take that step, then do the process again. How can I make this simple? What's the next best step? Keep going. The other thing that your brain tends to do when you're in overwhelm is present you with some thoughts about your own capabilities. They might sound like, oh my God, I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. I don't know where to start. These thoughts are honestly just not true. And they only arise when you're swimming so deep in the emotion that your brain starts embellishing the situation and it starts to distort things and tell you lies because it's all hopped up on the stress chemicals. So instead, 
right? Always first, when you notice these thoughts of like, oh my God, I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. Like, I don't know where to start. Shit, like, blah. Right, first, notice you're having these thoughts like, okay, <laughs> like I am going down this path. I do not want to. First, regulate, 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 right? Regulate your nervous system. Respond to your emotions, right? All the things that we've talked about previously in this episode. And then shift your thoughts toward more helpful questions like, hmm, what capabilities do I have right now that I can use to figure this out and move forward? What would be the most helpful thing that I could tell myself right now? Your brain wants to work, right? That's why it is active all the time and it gets hyped up and hopped up. Your brain wants to work. So give it something productive to work on versus these like distorted lies (laughs) that it wants to tell you when it gets into a state of overwhelm. Direct your brain towards the things that will be more productive for you. And remember, this will be far easier and far more accessible and easier for you to believe and come up with the answers to these types of questions when you are regulated and have access to the full capacity of your brain. Now, I know A lot slash all of us would love to stop overwhelm from happening in the first place. And while a lot of that is addressing questions of responsibilities and the ebb and flow of how work gets distributed in your house, I do want to talk about what you can do right now to not get to the point of overwhelm in hopes that instead of it hitting you all at once, you can see it coming and make adjustments before it floods. So, Overwhelm absolutely can occur suddenly, and it most always feels sudden, but often it's a result of us ignoring or missing signals along the way that things are getting to be too much. So I want you to think about the last time you felt a big rise of emotional overwhelm. When was it? Call it into your mind and see the scene or sense the situation. You got it? Okay, now imagine that scene were a scene in a movie. And imagine you could hit rewind and begin to play back what happened earlier in the day leading up to the rise of overwhelm. Go slowly, replaying your day backwards. Start to notice what signs or signals, meaning what emotions or behaviors or thoughts might you have experienced that might have been giving you a nudge that it was all getting to be too much. What did it feel like in your body? What were the thoughts you were thinking? Keep rewinding, keep noticing. 
Because the more you can get to know your early signals, mental and emotional warning signs that things are getting to be too much, the earlier you can recognize, respond to, release and redirect yourself to make a shift before you get to your breaking point. Okay? Overwhelm is something we all experience. We've got a lot to do. We've got a lot we want to do. Just know that you both have the power to head off that feeling and to not get lost in it when it inevitably does rise up. Nothing is going wrong when you're feeling overwhelmed. It is just your body communicating to your brain. Hey, we've hit our max over here. We've got to do something different. My hope is that this episode gives you some concrete ideas of what to do next instead of running around like a chicken with your head cut off. Because what kind of life is that, right? Your life is right now in this present moment, not when you get through all the things. It's not waiting for you on the other side. It's right now. Thank you so much for listening. My hope is that with each of these podcasts, you will create a little bit more mental and emotional ease in your day-to-day life. Because those one-degree shifts, they add up. If you're looking for more, you can find me on my Instagram at ElizabethTheJoyCoach, or you can learn more about working with me personally at my website, www.ElizabethWallaceWellness.com. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever you are listening to make it easier for other moms to join the joy revolution. 